Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Three of Seven podcast. We've got an interview style episode for you today with a really cool dude named Brian. On Instagram, he's Brian in search. I had this conversation with Brian quite a while ago. This was a virtual interview, so there's no video with this episode, unfortunately, but it is an awesome conversation where Brian just talks to us about his journey, basically moving from a place in life where he just felt stagnant, uh, just living in, in kind of, you know, just that that feeling of mediocrity, like you're not moving forward or enjoying life to the fullest, to a place where he was experiencing the fullness of life and doing things that he loves and enjoys Brian's got an awesome blog online called Subjects to Change. I'll attach it in the show notes of this episode. He puts out some great content there and also on his Instagram page. Brian grows a bunch of his own food. He lives down in Florida, so he's got some great weather. Uh, Just some awesome content. So I hope you guys enjoy this conversation. A lot of wisdom packed in here. Today's episode was brought to you by Natural Rapport. This is the stuff that we use on our dogs, the treats, the pet essentials, the ear cleaners, the shampoos, right? We love our dogs. They're very important to us, and that's why we use Natural Rapport. They make a full line of uncomplicated pet essentials that are gentle, safe, and effective. Uh, They use ingredients that are as close to nature as possible. All their products are made in the USA. Yeah, it's good stuff, man. It's actually the best stuff that you can reward your pets with. It's all safe, and it's good, and they love it. Brooke also loves Natural Rapport because, yeah, her dogs, Brooke's my wife, her dogs are her babies, so she's very particular. We're so thankful to have Natural Rapport as a sponsor on the 307 Podcast. If you love your dogs as much as we love ours, Go get you some natural pour at nattyrap.com, N-A-T-T-Y-R-A-P.com. Use the pro code 3 of 7 project. That's the number three of the number seven project, all caps, to get 10% off your natural rapport purchase. Thank you guys so much. We love you. Here is Brian. Enjoy. Welcome to the Three Seven Podcast, brother. Thank you for having me. This is this is this is an honor. Fired up, man! I got so many questions for you. I've kind of, um, I mean, I've been I've been seeing your stuff for quite a while, Brian, for sure. But you know, prior to this episode, when uh, Brooke told me that you had reached out and that you were willing to come on, I've really been digging into your content and uh, especially that subjects for change, man. And we're gonna talk through that here in a little bit because there's. Awesome. There's some amazing content on there. It's just so well written, so easily digestible. It's like it's it's written out in a way that you can read it, understand it. You get the takeaways, and you're done in like 30 seconds. It's perfect, yes, man. That, that's it, man. And I, I love books like that where it's like you just – it's there. You get it. You don't have to have an advanced degree and read six other things to understand what it is that's trying to come across. So, I mean, that, that means, that means a lot to me. You're crushing it, brother. You are crushing it. I got, I got a lot out of it. Just, um, 
just reading through. I haven't read through all of them, but I've read through quite a few. So good on you. I got to ask, first question I got for you, Brian, um, is so I have, I also have a very strong addiction to peanut butter. Yes. And, <laughs> dude, mm. I consume, I consume so much peanut butter, dude. It's like a staple of my diet and smoothies yeah. on dates, on waffles. I mean, you name it, dude. Yeah. Um, and I was it's looking tasty and healthy. A hundred percent, dude. It's like it, hit the, it hits the spot every time. Yeah. It fills you up. It's good for you. At least some of it's good for you. Right. Uh, there's, some, there's some hidden, a lot of sugar in a lot of that stuff. A hundred percent, man. But I, so I saw a post the other day uh, where you were making your own peanut butter. And, of course, yeah. I've seen it. I've read through it. Um, but I want you, for the listeners, tell us how to make our own peanut butter, man. Okay. So I go, I shop at Aldi's. That's, that's our favorite grocery store, good quality, you know, inexpensive groceries. I buy one 16 ounce can of the cocktail peanuts that have a little bit of salt on them. It's like a dollar 79 for those. I put them in the oven and my oven has a, a warm and hold setting. So it's really low. It's probably like 200, 225 degrees. And I just put them in there and I, I've, I've put them in for five minutes and I've put them in for 30 minutes and forgotten about it, you know, being busy with being at home and then working and everything. And they've come out fine. So the goal there is you're not really trying to, you're not trying to cook the peanut. You're not trying to get any color into the peanut, but you're just trying to kind of bring them back to life, get some of those oils, kind of get them, you know, happy and, and, and warmed up again. And then um, I put them in a food processor. I've, I have, uh, we have a nice, you know, uh, high tech, you know, super, you know, high horsepower um, uh, blender. And it just doesn't seem to work that well because it kind of gets down at the bottom and it doesn't really, um, you, need, you need more area. Mm. So put it in the food processor, you know, put it on, on, on um, mix and probably for about two minutes or so. And then I add about uh, maybe a little bit less than a quarter of a cup of um, coconut oil while the food processor is running, because then you get a better emulsification as it's going. And then, um, you know, at the end, I might add a little bit of maple syrup, you know, maybe like a teaspoon or two at most. And then a little, you know, probably about another teaspoon, teaspoon and a half of cinnamon, give it another quick buzz. And then, man, you're eating some pretty epic peanut butter. And then you can kind of, if you want it really, really smooth, you know, let it go longer. I kind of like it because it's kind of, and it, it like grainy sounds like such a weird word because that's never like a good, I, you know, it's not a good description for food, but I, I kind of like it because it's kind of gritty and it just, it like, you know, sometimes like there's big chunks of peanut in it. And that's like such an awesome welcome surprise for texture and everything like that. But it just, it's such a huge difference. And when you look at like what we were spending on store-bought peanut butter mm -hmm. a week to like feed that, you know, addiction, it was like 20 bucks a week for peanut butter. And, you know, doing it this way, I might spend, you know, it's probably five or six bucks a week on peanut butter. And I know exactly everything that's going into it. Yeah, that's a big time savings, man. And yeah, I'm a I'm like I said, I'm a big peanut butter consumer. So uh, I'm actually going to make my first batch tomorrow, man. Nice. And uh, you know what's re what's really good too is so take that peanut butter, make it, and then um, you know, slice up an apple and a little bit of cayenne, mix some cayenne pepper 
in with your peanut butter and then dip like a Granny Smith apple in it for like a little, little you know, little afternoon snack. No kidding, that's man. That's good living. Yeah, because then you got like sweet and spicy, salty, peanut buttery kind of thing. Oh, yeah, it's it's a life changer. I got to try <laughs> that out, dude. <laughs> good recommendation. I'm glad yeah. I asked that question, man. Yeah. <laughs> I love it, brother. All right, so if um, if the listeners, if if you don't get anything else out of mine and Brian's conversation, at least you now know how to make your own peanut butter and save a bunch of money if you eat as much as me and Brian do. So yes, peanut, awesome. Peanut butter is a runner's, uh, especially an ultra runner's dream, son. So awesome, brother. All right, let's dig into this thing. Thank you for that, uh, starting it off with some good actionable knowledge that people can take and use uh, in their own home to uh, make themselves healthier. And, you know, I think that's a good place to start on that, you know, making yourself healthier. And, you know, I kind of read through your bio, Brian, and you talked about you were in a place in life where um, you really you really weren't at rock bottom, but you were just, you just weren't happy with where you were. And I, I wonder if that may just be described as you were kind of stuck in that mediocrity um, that's yeah, so that's many, stagnant. Yeah, was, man. Kind of just, and, you know, and so many, so many people are stuck in that in life. And it's crazy because it's just, it just takes a little bit to go from mediocrity to that next level, to that next level, whatever you want to call it, excellence, whatever you want to call it. It just takes a little bit of effort in a couple different buckets and you can go to that next level, man. So tell me about, first of all, you were stuck in that place of kind of mediocrity, being stagnant. When did you come to that realization, and when did you get sick of it, man? So it's kind of funny because it happened. It was a Monday morning, and I was down at the trash can taking the trash out, you know, for 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 Monday morning. And one of my neighbors was walking through the neighborhood. And I'm a surfer too. And, and he knew he knows it because I walked past his house to get down to the beach. And, you know, he asks me, how were the waves this weekend? And I said, you know, they were pretty good. And, um, you know, but I said, I just didn't really surf that great. I wasn't, I wasn't feeling it. I just didn't have it. I just wasn't, I wasn't where I wanted to be. And I said, it was kind of a bummer. It was just kind of tough. You know, I was throwing some like, you know, I didn't think I had the right board, you know, it was wintertime. I had my wetsuit on, you know, excuse, 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 excuse. And then, um, you know, we got to talking about this other guy that lives in the neighborhood and, you know, his name's Dave. And he's like, and I said something about, you know, Dave was out there and he was surfing really good. And he goes, yeah, he goes, Dave's awesome. He goes, he's older than I am. And I was like, it was kind of mind blowing to me. And it was that realization that like right there that, you know, all I've ever wanted to do when I grew up was be a surf bum and live across the street from the beach and be able to surf whenever I wanted to. And, you know, that moment of is what I'm doing right now, what I've done over the last five, six, eight years of my life has gotten me to this point. If I continue down this path, I'm going to get to that point in my life where you know, I can retire and be a surf bum, but then I'm not going to be able to surf and I'm not going to be able to do the things that I physically want to be able to do mm. with my time as I get older. And then it was just, that was like the light bulb moment where it was like, I need to, what I'm doing now is not going to get me to where I want to be in the future. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And 
that so, so that was a distinct moment for you that you had born out of that simple conversation with some dude in your neighborhood like and that's how a lot of times stuff like that's how a lot of times stuff like um that in life that's how it works man it's not always some drastic thing it's just you know it's something, yeah. something as simple as that and so what was uh, what was the first steps that you oh, go ahead brian yeah i was gonna say like the you know it was kind of going like all right what am i gonna do to change okay you know i'm at the crossroads yeah this path hasn't worked or I see that this path isn't working. How do I go off in a different direction? And it was like, the first thing that I did was I stopped. I like paid attention to what I was like eating sugar wise okay, and just trying to consume less and less added sugar in my diet, not trying to drink, drink sugar, you know, trying to cut down on my alcohol consumption, which that took a while. And I finally kind of got there, mm-hmm. but it was small, actionable things. And then, so it was that. And then it was, you know, this was probably, probably about a month later, it was coming into like the new years. And I said, I'm not going to, I have a, a job in sales. I'm in the car all the time. I'm driving, you know, like I'm home every night, but I'm in the car, you know, three, four hours a day. Yeah. And it was like, I'm not going to listen to the radio anymore. I'm not going to listen to, I'm not going to listen to the radio in a sense. Like I'm not going to listen, listen to music. I'm not going to listen to talk radio. I'm going to take these three or four hours a day that I have in this unique opportunity where I'm in a car to drive and I'm going to take advantage of listening to podcasts and I'm going to listen to books on tape and I'm going to educate myself on these topics that, you know, became of interest and one book turns into something else and somebody says something else and then it becomes, and it just has like staggered and and gone on. And, and, and I think, the vast majority of my success is taking knowledge from those podcasts and books and implementing them into my life. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's just like, you know, you and so many other people and you talk about it tools, you give, you, you, you hand out the tool to somebody and then they run with it and then they change their life. And that's, that's what it's been for me is just is continuously wanting to learn yep well and and two big thing i'm hearing in that brian is you immediately started managing input and input by meaning the input the things that you were putting in your mouth to feed your body and then managing the input from you know whatever the outside sources whatever the media sources and to in turn um feed your soul and spirit with good food so yeah. managing that input is huge man um and that's one of the main things when people ask me about self-talk which is a different subject than spoken word but how, how do you manage your self-talk and improve your your uh internal conversation and managing input is a huge part of that man but that takes discipline and one thing that you wrote in your bio was drastic commitment to sticking to that change, drastic commitment. When I see that word drastic, um, that's a bold word, man. So explain to me what that drastic commitment means to you. And so like, I think a lot of times, you know, when, when you go like, you know, diet, exercise, everything in life, I'm never going to do this again. You know, never is a really, really, really long time. And, you know, I had, 
done some diets in my past in my life where it was like, okay, I'm not going to eat chips and I'm not going to drink beer. And, and those things, you know, like you start out with that determination and it's a big, huge, giant goal. And you're like, I'm going to do this. But then, you know, that motivation, it runs out and then you're stuck going like, man, I really want, you know, chips and beer or something like that. Mm -hmm. But it was, you know, how I got to where I am now with my health was drastic commitment to one small thing at a time and going, okay. You know, when I finally kicked drinking beer, it was, I'm only going to drink beer on Friday and Saturday and I'm not going to have beer in my house. Mm -hmm. If I want a beer bad enough, I'm going to ride my bicycle to the gas station and get one beer. Because if there's a bunch of beer in your house, you're going to drink it or chips or insert your, you know, your vice of, of pleasure. But when you make those things and you kind of slowly chip away at it and it's like, you know, it's like a win, like everybody needs, you need to set yourself up for easy wins. And it's like, okay, I'm not going to drink, you know, beer. Or I'm not going to eat cookies or something like that. You know, it just slowly chip away at it. You know, mm -hmm. if you drink a, a, a beer a day, how can I do, how can I drink a beer every other day? And then two weeks from now, I'm going to only drink beer on the weekend. And then a month from now, I'm, I'm going to drink one beer and just slow and just have that drastic commitment to, I know what I need to do and I know it's going to make a difference, but I'm going to slowly eliminate those things in our diet. Cause it's like, you know, if you come out and go like, Hey, I want to be like Chad and you know, win a, a last man standing race and you've never run an ultra marathon before, like you're not going to like, I think everybody realizes like, that's not going to happen. And it's you know? unhealthy. Right. Yeah. Drop, drop of a hat. It's just that slow, steady commitment. And really, I think like understanding and finding your why for, for, for what you're, you know, why you want to lose weight. Like my why was initially, I want to be able to surf when I'm 65 years old. That was it. And that was enough of a motivation to kind of get me started down the path and it's evolved as I've gotten older and have had kids, but you have to have a reason beyond, I want to look good with my shirt off because mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's not a, that's not a long-term motivation. At least it isn't for me. I agree a hundred percent, man. And that why is something that I think has been talked about quite a bit. It's been, you know, having that why it's, it's, it, I think a lot of people know that's, that is essential, but you know, a lot of people don't understand how to find that why, man, and and that, and that it can evolve, and that you can you can actually figure out your why in the midst of the journey. And yep. it was it's funny because you mentioned that last man standing race that we did last weekend, and um, I didn't have a why. I didn't have a why going into that race, and I didn't need a why until it got tough. Right about yeah. about two three four a.m. Uh, you know when you were sneaking up on that twenty four hour mark and the sun hadn't rose yet and it was it was just the you know in the midst of the darkest dark of the night I started thinking about I need to I've got to have a why for to, now because it's getting yeah. hard and uh, and you know I, I I got to thinking about it and and my why. For that specific event was um 
was the guys that were there with me, uh, Jesse and Mark. They were really my why. It's like these these are my brothers. They've came here. They they expect me um, to be the be the best that I can possibly be today, and uh, and to you know to to uphold that example for our team. Yeah, and that became my why. It's as simple as that. It wasn't any any grand uh, thing. It had nothing to do with victory. It had nothing to do with any of that. It was just just my brothers. You know what I mean? But it's crazy how that developed in the midst of the journey. You don't yeah. you don't necessarily have to understand your why. At least me personally, I don't have to understand what my why is right off the bat. It's just like I know I need to do this because it's going to improve my life and I can figure out the why along the journey. And yeah. that, that's not for everybody. That's just for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But it is. And important. Mine, you know, it, it developed from, you know, wanting to surf to, you know, I've got a, uh, an almost five-year-old and an almost two-year-old and it's, I want to be happy and healthy and I want to be, you know, like, People always go like, oh, you know, soon you're not going to be able to keep up with your kids. Like, I, I want my kids to not be able to keep up with me. And I want to be there with for them for as long, you know, as humanly possible. I'm very thankful to have, you know, my parents live, you know, three, three miles up the road from us. And we see them all the time. And they're an important part of our life and our kids' life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my, my wife and I's sanity <laughs> you know, to, to be able to get, to get away. I mean, as much as we love them, it's awesome to have them so close and it's, you know, I'm, I'm very, uh, I'm very thankful for my parents. And when we, you know, like in, you know, I started on this journey and then, you know, what I, and then it led to my parents, you know, making some changes in their life. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, my wife joined a CrossFit gym last year and she's in, you know, absolutely amazing shape and, you know, collectively between like, five people we've lost like 130 pounds but it's just been you know a little bit little bit little bit and it, it's yeah. it's just i want i want my parents to be here as as long as possible for me and my kids i love it brother so yeah and so as the journey grows and as the mission grows and as your commitment to becoming a better human being body soul and spirit as that grows the why grows with it along with life that that why can continue to shift and grow and um, I think it's cool to be open to that and to constantly reassess that. You know what I mean? That's awesome, yeah. brother. I want to talk real quick about taking care of yourself. And I call it keeping your own ship in order. What does that mean to you, Brian? I think that's something that you're really passionate about. Yeah, you know, it's it, and I think it's, for me, it's, it's, it's eating right. I know when I, I know when I eat right, I feel better. Mm-hmm. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And when I feel better, I perform better, you know, like from a physical standpoint, but I'm better at work. My mind is sharper. I'm doing a better job, you know, and then it's, I think, you know, as men, you know, there's that traditional, like, you know, protector provider for the family. And it, it's just, I want to be there, you know, for, I want to be the best version of myself for my family. And if I'm eating well and, 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 and then I'm doing good. And, and two, you know, I think there's the balance point of, 
you know, so that's, that's the, the physical part, you know, the mental part mm-hmm. is I've got to have time away from my wife and kids. And I, I think, you know, as part of this whole, you know, pandemic lockdown thing, that's, I think that's become even more obvious for, for the majority of people who are spending exponentially more time at home. And it's, you know, my wife's got her time where she goes to the gym or she goes out into the garage, you know, she does her thing for an hour, hour and a half out in the garage. You know, I'm watching the kids. We're having fun playing games and everything like that. And we're working out how we're both getting that time to be, you know, away from each other, but doing what we need to do, you know, physically and emotionally to, to work out the day's stresses and get ourselves you know right and then really too like we've been going we found a really amazing church um three three and a half years ago and just you know going and 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 doing that every week and you know that's evolved too as part of this and it's Mm -hmm. like now you know i strap on my rucksack on on saturday evenings and you know father phil and i go for a walk for an hour hour and a half but it's just you know so much of it is going like you know, time can kind of be manufactured. It's just a matter of figuring out how to do it. And it's like, I'm not trying to, you know, I don't, I don't run away right after dinner, you know, but I'm going for walks or runs or, or doing my daily exercise routine at 8 45 at night, every night, you know, the kids go to bed and then that's, you know, that's my hour to go do, you know, what I need to do. And I know when I'm doing all of those things, you know, like, Brian, for the most part, is running on all, you know, four cylinders and or on all eight cylinders. Man, I want to be a, I don't want to be a four, I don't want to be a four bang. I don't want to be a Toyota. I want to be a, a an F one fifty. I was about to say, if you're a Toyota, you're good, brother. <laughs> but it's, you know, it's it's just, you know, it's a lot of a lot of simple things. What, but. If, if I'm not here and I'm not taking care of myself and, and, you know, life is so much of life is gambling with the future. All of the, all of these things that I do today are in an effort to should, you know, get me to where I want to go so that I'm happy, healthy and able to be as, you know, as epic as I want to be at 70 years old. Yeah. You know, I don't know. You know, nobody know Nobody knows what's going to happen tomorrow. I don't know. But if I, you know, like I'm just trying to do everything that I can do to be there as much as I can be in the best version of myself for my family for that's, as long as possible. No, that's, that's, yep, that's right, brother. And, you know, essentially the word, the word selfish, when you hear the word selfish, it has a lot of times negative connotations around it. But in all reality, we, as human beings, we have to have our selfish time. We, we have to be selfish sometimes. And, and in turn, you taking that time to yourself, not only physically, but also, you know, spiritually and, you know, emotionally, that's the best gift that you can in turn give to everyone in your life. Exactly. Is that, that period of selfishness is what, it, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. You know, so I, yeah. I agree with you a hundred percent. And I think it's, you know, it's, it's balancing it out and it's figuring out how to do it in an effort that isn't, 
you know, massively invasive to my family life. There you go. Cause like, I don't want to, you know, it's like, I don't want to just run away, you know, from my wife and kids and go like, Oh, dad's, dad's got to go to the gym, mm-hmm. you know? And, and would I like to work out at six thirty seven o'clock at night? Yeah. You know, but it's like, and it's kind of evolved because you know, when it was just my son, he slept awesome. And I would get up at five o'clock in the morning and, and go for walks and runs and do all my exercise. Then, you know, as we had a second kid and that evolved and she didn't sleep as well and would wake up earlier in the morning, I just started working out at nine o'clock at night. You know, it's just, it's an ever evolving kind of cycle of things. And, and you know, one of the other things, so, you know, I do every day, and this is kind of my, my, my challenge to everybody. I started at the beginning of this year. I do my age in pull-ups, push-ups, and squats every single day. So I haven't missed a day since January 1st. That takes, you know, 12 minutes if I'm just kind of cruising and not doing it particularly fast. But you've got a push, a pull, and a squat. You've got your three major muscle groups. Mm-hmm. So, you know a lot of days I'm going out for runs or I'm going out for rucks. There's a couple of days a week where I just go out and do that. And my wife knows like, Hey, 10, 15 minutes later, Brian, you know, goes out in the garage, does his thing for a little bit of time, you know, shut it down, get my mind right, work through my stuff, come back in, you know, but it's just that relentless dedication to something small that over an extended period of time will will really, really pay off. And I think that's so often in life, we kind of go, I want it now. And, you know, that works for cheeseburgers, but it doesn't work for, you know, long-term growth in your body. That's right, brother. That's right. And and I think it's so cool that you just put that out. You're doing the the uh, number of years of your age, push up, pull up, and sit up every day. There's something in your daily routine that sounds like it's non-negotiable. No, it, it happens. Yeah, every it, day. I mean, I've done pull ups in the because I've slacked off and didn't do it. And during the day, I've done pull ups in the rain outside. You know, and there you go. my mom's gonna listen to this, so I'm sorry. But I mean, I've done it. You know, dodging, you know, thunderstorms and lightning strikes kind of close and that'll that'll make you do some pull-ups pretty fast <laughs> i heard that brother <laughs> i bet it will and that i think that's important to have something in in your life that is non-negotiable whatever you have identified as um as that important thing that important piece of every day that you have to live for me it's getting up and spending time in god's word that's me personally that's where that's where i find the most value um, and the most growth for me personally every day. And this is a personal thing, but that's my non-negotiable thing. Yep. And uh, it's good to have something like that, something that's unwavering, something that you can depend on. Um, at times it can be a reset, but at times it's just practicing that discipline. It's just yep. it's just building that discipline with a simple action like that. Like uh, me when I read the when I when I spend time in God's Word, it's probably about the same amount of time you spend doing your thing, ten to twelve minutes, man. And uh, but it's a standard, and it's a it's a practice of discipline, something I can depend on, and it's something I found I find value in, and it's non negotiable. Yeah. So, and and I think you know for everybody listening, it's like those first two weeks are tough. 
you know, anytime you start something new and you go, I'm going to do this every day, those first two weeks are tough, then it gets easy. And then, like you said, it's like, I couldn't like a couple of, um, couple of weeks ago, I think it was a Saturday night. It was, I had, 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 had some work to do, you know, kids had gone to bed, did some work, you know, gotten, started writing, you know, in my, in, in my blog, kind of doing some things. And then it was like 1150 and I was like, I haven't done it yet. And then it was like, you know, went outside, banged out the pull-ups and just got everything done right before midnight. But it was just like that sense of like, oh my, I, I'm, I almost missed it. I almost missed it. Yeah. And like, it's like, who, who's gonna, like, there's nobody there to self-police it, Mm-mm. but it's, you know, you can't say that you've done pull-ups, push-ups and squats every day of the year. You know, I, and it's like, you know, like if, when you, when you cheat, you, you, you know, you're cheating yourself. And that's a small thing, but. But it, start, that, it starts with small things, man. So yeah. it's not only a practice in discipline, it's a, also a practice in what I call unwavering integrity. And I'm, I'm always, I've always been one to say that integrity starts, just like you're saying, with the small things, the putting your grocery cart away uh, at the grocery store, you know, something as simple as that. So you're practicing that integrity and um, you build upon it, man. And yep. that's the way it works. I want to talk real quick, Brian, uh, referencing a really powerful blog post that you wrote. And uh, you talked about finish lines. Uh, there is no finish line. I, I, I titled it, There is no finish line perspective. Um, yeah. So that is that is the perspective being there is no finish line. I want you to talk us through that real quick, man, because that's something that's been on my heart, especially today during my workout. I, I thought through that, and it's – kind of weird that we're having this conversation today and then you I found that blog post that you wrote and it was just all really timely so yeah and a lot of that you know it kind of came from the talk with you and Ian which I had you know listened to a a really really long time ago when you kind of talked about it but then there was that recent one where you were on you know interviewing him and really just kind of thinking about because I'm running a um a 12-hour race awesome in 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 about a month, August 1st. And, you know, I had a goal distance in my mind mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm going to run this far because I need to run this far to qualify for this next race. And, you know, like I should be able to run that far, but I'm gonna have a bunch of time left over. And I remember kind of like thinking that and going like, okay, what happens when you get to that perceived space goal destination you know, in your life. And, you know, like Ian kind of talks about it, he got to a hundred miles, you know, like, but then in that hundred miles was like, that's the goal. That's the goal. That's my why I'm trying to get there. I'm trying to get there. I'm trying to get there. And then, you know, he gets to a hundred miles and then it's like, you know, you, you know, mm-hmm. shut it down and go into coast. Hey man, I've arrived. I'm here. I did it. And, you know, you celebrate and then, and then it's too hard. You know, it's like, to me, when I do my ultra races, like, I don't want to sit down. I don't want to stop because I know that chair looks pretty comfy and I might die in it mm-hmm. if I, if I stop. And it just kind of, that kind of got me going and thinking like, man, I wonder how much further, you know, if, if, if he would have said, I bet I can run 120 miles, you know, could he, could he have made it 120 miles? And to me, like not trying to like take anything back. I've never run a hundred miles. The furthest I've ever run is, is is 32 miles 31 point something in, in a 50k so 
I got nothing to, you know, that man's awesome. I want to run. I want to run with him. I want to run with him and I want to run with you one day <laughs> and see how far I can run. Because like that podcast, man, I was like, I was so pumped listening to that podcast. And then, uh, you know, last week when you did the recap with Jesse and Mark after, um, you know, kind of breaking down your thought process on that race, man, I was like, I want to go now. I'm ready. <laughs> I was so, I was so fired up to run. I mean, it was, it was awesome. And it, you know, this is kind of off topic, but like, you know, you were talking about, you know, your race pace and everything like that. And it's just like, you know, some things are so true in life and it's like, you were the tortoise. It was the tortoise in the hair. And yeah. that's how you won that race. I mean, a, a tale as old as time forever. You just plotted along. Everybody else, you know, got out and ran super fast. And you said, this is my plan and I'm just going to go. And yep. it's like, that's, that's, that's a song that I hear my daughter listening to on, on YouTube three times a day while we're working from home, you know? Yeah. It's a principle of nature, man. There's, yeah. uh, there's a few principles out there that, yeah, they are just, uh, they're, they're timeless really. And they, they work every time, all the time. If you can execute that principle, um, properly. Yeah. And so, like you said, it was, it was one, you know, how did you, you know, you ran out what, 126 miles? Um, no, Something like that? so last, that was at the one with Ian, the the one we yeah. did last weekend. I don't know exactly how far I ran something like 97 or 98 miles. And then it was like 33 or 35,000 feet of elevation gain. Yeah. So that the elevation gain was really more impressive than the mileage was, you know? Yeah. But it was, you know, you, you, that race doesn't have an end. I mean, it yeah. theoretically it could go on for forever, but it's like, I'm just going to run one lap at a time. And the goal is if I can run one, can I run two? There's never, there's never a finish line. And, 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 you know, to me, it's like, if you get to a point in your life where you think that you've arrived yep. someplace, you, you might as well be standing still going backwards and dying. Mm. Amen because that. life, you know, and it, it sounds, and I, and I said it in that thing, it's so cliche, but you know, life is, life is a never ending adventure. It's, it's, it's a mission towards something. And you just like, there's one finish line, I, I think, and nobody knows what's on the other side of it. You know, I'm trying to get there, you know, to go be with God, but I want it to be, I want that finish line to be a long, 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 long time from now, yeah. but I'm not going to stop learning i'm not going to stop running and just continuously you know and it was i had a conversation last night with with dave the guy who lives in my neighborhood who's a surfer and we were talking about you know it's summertime here in florida the waves are junk but you know i told him i said hey i'm gonna take the fins out of my longboard and i'm gonna learn how to surf finless because that's a challenge. You know, I've been a surfer for 25 years. I kind of figured it out. Those days that are knee, knee high, they're not that fun because mm -hmm. it's not a challenge because I've got that, you know, mastered. But you, you take a fin out of a surfboard, there's a, there's a new challenge. There's something new to try to master in my life. You know, like, okay, I'm a surfer. How can I get better? Yep. How can I, you know, just keep continuously pushing myself? Because that's, I feel like you stay young things become a challenge and it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's ever evolving. I, the other thing too, and I, and I, and I saw this quote after I, you know, I wrote that, that blog post, but 
you know, the comedian Louis C.K. said, you don't get to say you're bored. You know, that's a, such a useless thing to say. Mm-hmm. You know, you've, you've never, you, like how much of the, you've seen a lot more of the world than I have, but even still that percentage is really, really small. And the, and what is in your, in your mind, how much of that have you explored? You know, it's just a completely useless thing to say. And it's like, that just motivates me to want to keep learning about, you know, new things and, and taking advantage of podcasts and, and audible and YouTube as, as an effort to continuously just improve and learn more stuff. hundred percent brother. Uh, I, I couldn't agree with you anymore. And, and that finish line thing is, um, it was just on my mind so much today. And, and I was thinking about the, the, I either, either you can call it a finish line or you can, I, I was thinking about it in my head today as winners so you're essentially, if you've crossed a finish line and you've achieved your goal, you are a winner, right? There's a lot of winners in the world, whether they came in first place or they achieved their own personal goal, right? So there's there's two types of winners, though. So we got a lot of people that are considered winners uh, in the world, but there's two types. There's one man or woman that wins, they achieve victory, and... They decide, like you said, that they've arrived. They get comfortable. They relax. They take a wrap off, right? There's another type of winner that when they achieve victory, all the victory does is makes them more hungry. That's all it does. Because that second type of winner, when you achieve victory and you cross that finish line, you say, man, I'm... I, I achieved this. I'm a, I, I won. I beat everybody else here. What more could I have possible? What, what more could I have done? Like, I, yeah. I want to do more. Like, it just makes you so hungry. And a lot of people will say, well, you know, the real growth happens in, in failure and in the times that you, that you don't achieve your goals. And you hear a lot of stories of people that don't achieve their goals, and that's what lights a fire in them. That's what makes them hungry. Okay, that happens. That that is that that is a that's a that that happens quite often. But it should also happen. And for me personally, it happens on a larger scale in victory. Yeah. So you know, like I won this race. I won this race last weekend. No, there's there's no. Not a single thought in my mind right now to relax and be comfortable. I literally have a fire burning in, in me from that victory that's probably one of the hottest fires that's been burning in me in quite a while. And it's been seven days since I ran that race. And I did four workouts today. Like yeah. I work, I worked out for six straight hours today. You're the man, Chad. <laughs> bike, I did bike, run, bike, strength, um, and it's uh, it, I did you know? And it's like it's been two a days since at least two a days since three days after the race. Yeah, well, and I think sometimes too, you know, that's 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 more than I would do. But so often, you know, people do something like that so extreme, or extreme for what it, it is for them. And then you just kind of stop 
and you need to get that, you know, like your body, you know, it needs to start moving again. Yeah. Like if you, you know, if you run a 50 K a hundred K, whatever, a half marathon or whatever is, you know, your extreme distance, you know, get out the next day and, 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 and do, and do some exercise and get your body moving again. Because mm-hmm. if you take too long, you know, it's like, it's, it's another form of dying in the chair. Yeah. And I think too, like I kind of thought, you know, I've got some goals in my mind. I want to run hundred K before I turn 40. I'm 37. I think I'm on track to do that much sooner than 40. So what, you know, what are the goals, you know, now that I've kind of said, you know, I've, I've achieved more than I thought I would in, in a short period of time, I've got to reassess and figure out where I'm going so that, you know, when I run a hundred mile race, you know, hopefully maybe, you know, next year or before I turn 39, then what, you know, there's still a lot of things that I want to do. And there's a lot of things I still got a lot of time mm-hmm. left to do them, you know? And it's like, you come, you know, I, I'm amazed you come to these ultra marathon races and it's like, if you're 36, you're, you're, you're young. Oh yeah. You know, it's like, that's, that's the bottom, you know, you're a baby in those things and you run with some people that are, you know, 60, 70 years old and you're in there beating you. And you're like, I remember like the first time I showed up to an ultra marathon trail race, six hour one, I was like, what's going on? (laughs) I know it, man. This this old grandma beat me (laughs) by a lot. I see that every time I go to a, to a race, man, you see uh, so many people out there that, you know, if you, if you're not part of that community, you look at them and you say, there's no way. Yeah. And, and then you see a lot of people with the chiseled six packs and, you know, super lean, super light, best gear. And you see them crumble, man. It's, yeah. you, you cannot judge a book by its cover in that sport. And I think that's a big encouragement to a lot of people out there. People don't, I, I man, we, we don't understand a, a overwhelming majority of our, society does not even come close to grasping their capabilities exactly not even close dude yep. it's like you're you in my opinion personally i'm not even in my prime yet i don't feel like i will hit my prime for another decade and most people would look at me and think that that's crazy yeah but i've yeah. learned that from guys around me in the ultra running community I've learned that from guys around me in the SEAL teams. And man, when you when you get some age on you, those muscles, if you if you stay on it, those yeah, muscles take turn care to, of yourself. Yeah. They turn into sinew, dude. And then yeah. you're just unstoppable, man. Yeah. Well, and I think you've you've got a lifetime of experience and just the ability, like mental fortitude and ability to push through. And I think that speaks volumes to why you see, you know, an, an older demographic in these ultra marathons, because, you know, I didn't like, I didn't, you know, like I ran five K's, you know, in my twenties and you, you go like, Oh, Hey, run a marathon or 30 miles or 50 miles. And you, you know, I tell people that too. And they're like, they're like, you know, like cannot compute. I don't understand, mm-hmm. you know, the words that are coming out of your mouth, but it's just, and it's awesome. And then like somebody asked me about it and they're like, you know, why do you run that far? Or, or why don't you run 
listening to music and it's like man if you run there's all there's something that happens at like you know 19 20 plus miles in on a run and you know you still got a long way to go like there's something you know like that happens to your brain and you you know it's i don't even i don't even know how to describe it and i'm sure you you can too but it, it or maybe you can or maybe you can't i don't know mm-hmm. but it's just like you find out so much about yourself when you've pushed yourself that far and you know you still have a long way to go like that's my favorite part about really really long runs is like what what little what am i going to uncover deep in my brain that's always been there but i never had enough time to unwrap it mm-hmm. yep that happens to me too man you i go through phases um in a long long run and you know the first phase is kind of the excitement and the adrenaline and the you know just looking forward to the run and then second phase would be that uh deep kind of introspection that you're talking about where you're you're uncovering these things about yourself and you know you're practicing your tools and you know and then the third phase which is which is only reached for me um in in the hundred plus mile range is that steady state and when you reach that steady state when i reach it it's just the most pure form of being a human that you can possibly be you're beyond you've transcended introspection um you've transcended your own thoughts you've transcended your own um expectations of your capabilities and you are in what's called this i call it the steady state and you can go indefinitely until your body your body's eventually going to shut you down your body something's going to snap something the the stomach's going to blow up something is going to shut you down but until that happens it's just the most beautiful sense of being alive and as a human that um, I've ever experienced. And that's probably why I like that distance more than any other distance out there. And, um, yeah, that's cool to talk through those phases that, that we go through in those runs, yeah. though, man. I've never, yeah. never yeah. sat down and hashed that out. Yeah. And, and I'm, you know, like – I I want to run real far in 12 hours and between like that conversation with, with Ian and then, you know, the recap of that race last week, those there's so many things that you've said, you know, tools that you've given me that have just kind of completely rethought my whole thought process for that race. And I'm really excited. I'm going to be watching. Just, you better you better well, make some Instagram posts. I will. I will. There'll be 12 hours. There's plenty of time. Heck yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to be running on August 1st too. Um, nice. So I'll. That, the thing. I, I, so I ran that race last year in the six hour and it's not, you know, it's in, it's in Flagler County. You know, you were Flagler beach, you know, you're, you're a couple hundred yards off the beach. So from a, from an elevation gain, it's not much. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's flat, but what we make up for what we what we don't have in elevation we make up for in heat and humidity oh yeah and like that's the most important thing that i've learned from that race last year was i ran really strong for the first four hours and then i just didn't i didn't i didn't have a good enough game plan that was my first ever ultra marathon okay i was kind of like i'm just gonna run and i'm gonna see what happens and um you know four hours into you know 
95 plus degrees with heat and humidity and everything like that oh yeah you know yeah my body said "Mm, all right brian we're not doing this anymore and 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 you know so much of my training and just general pushing through and all the rocking that i've done you know helped me i couldn't run but i could walk at a really fast pace and i never and i never stopped you know i'd stop at the aid station i'd get a drink and i'd just keep on going Yep. And people were like, how are you like, you know, like they, they knew I was broken down, but there, you know, there was people who were running and I was walking almost as fast as they were. So it was just, I wasn't going to quit. I was just going to keep going. So, you know, I've got a, a lot more experience in me from, from a year ago and a ton more, you know, tools and wisdom from, from you and, and books and everything else that I've read and learned and just personal experiences and really not looking at that race as a failure, but, you know, uh, um, an opportunity to learn yep. and just keep going. That's exactly what it is, man. And after every one of these races, you'll, you'll, you'll see, and I'm sure you've experienced it before, but you know, the, the well that is within you, that you, that well that you tap when you go to write your blog posts after these races, like you're saying it, you, you look at it as an a opportunity to learn and then that well just begins to overflow with new content um that you never even knew was within you yeah and that that is exactly what happens uh, at every one of these events and that's one of the most beautiful things about it and i want to transition real quick into we we talked about we've talked about your blog on here quite a bit i want to talk about it first of all i want to talk about the name subjects to change where'd that come from brother so I think, you know, it's kind of funny because I was thinking about this, you know, this is going to be a blog post and there'll be a kind of a cool opportunity to think about it and talk a little about it a little bit more. But like most good things in life, it started at a bar. <laughs> so I was with some friends and um, we were talking about this, this restaurant that has changed names and themes a bunch of times. And, and this guy goes, you know, he should just call it subjects to change and that way he wouldn't have to or subject to change. And then that way he wouldn't have to, you know, come up with a new sign and a new menu and everything like that. And I just thought like, man, that's so true and so funny. And I was like, and I told him, I said, man, that's, that's, that's genius. I love it so much. I go, I might eventually use that somewhere down the road. And he goes, yeah, man, whatever, get after it. And, you know, a little bit of time had kind of gone past and I was thinking about, you know, writing, starting a blog and writing down some of the stuff that I was thinking about. And it was just like, what am I going to call it? What am I going to call it? What am I going to call it? And then, you know, subjects, subjects to change kind of came about like front of mind. And it was, you know, it's so many things because, you know, that, that blog and my Instagram page are kind of like running, cooking, backyard gardening here's something i'm doing with my kids you know like here's what i think about this this is what about that you know and it's like so the blog is inherently it doesn't have you know a very specific one topic so there's a lot of different subjects that we're going to cover in that blog so that fits there and then you know we as human beings and kind of going back to there is no finish line we are subjects to change and and it's just 
you know, that constant, I'm going to grow, I'm going to evolve. The Brian that's here right now is pretty good. I think the Brian that's here next year could be a lot better. And I'm here and willing to change and continuously learn and just keep, you know, it's redundant there, but like evolving into being a better version of ourselves and getting there and then going like this Brian's pretty awesome. I'll bet the next Brian can be even better. Mm -hmm. And that kind of like, we talked about like the journey and understanding your why that Mm -hmm. kind of understanding of subjects to change, like came about, I think last night or this morning was, was the next kind of logical explanation for where that name title came from. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. And I'm, I'm, I go, I subscribe to your, uh, same style. Um, I don't pigeonhole myself with one specific thing. And that's, I think that's why I was so attracted to your blog and, and your Instagram page is because it covers so many different topics. Like I said, you're, you're growing all this awesome food. It looks like right there in your backyard and yeah, man. you're talking through how you, you know, you're coaching people on how to do that, how to utilize the things that they grow, um, how to prepare it. And then it goes, switches to ultra running. Then it switches to family life. Um, you know, it's just, and, and I'm the same way, man. And, and what that is to me, that is being a multi-dimensional person. And resiliency, in my opinion, lies in being multi-dimensional. So yeah. if you pigeonhole yourself to one specific topic, you might be really, really good. You may be the expert on that one thing, but you are not going to be resilient because you've put all your eggs in that single basket. You know, so I love that style. I'm the same way with, uh, you know, with, with my with my stuff. It's like one day I may be out on the range doing tactical stuff. One day I'm, I may be running. I might be biking. I might be... I might be sitting somewhere on a mountaintop just hanging out. I mean, it's, yeah. it's I, I love that, man. And that, that's the lesson in that. Yeah. But, you know, when you're, when you, when you've got so many, like life, my life isn't boring, you know? And it, and it's like this, you know, this whole like backyard farm thing kind of came out of like, Hey, we eat a lot of fresh fruits and vegetables who knows what's going to happen. I'm home a lot more than I used to be mm-hmm. and who knows what's going to happen. And it was like, Hey, we're maybe not, maybe we're not going to the grocery store four or five times a week. Let me, and it's something that I've always wanted to do was I've got a decent, you know, I've got a decent amount of land in my backyard. And it was always like, I want to, I'm going to start a farm. You know, I'm going to do this. I'm going to grow my own vegetables. And it, and you know, life got busy, got in the way, it just never happened. And then suddenly there was kind of this like, you know, more of a driving force to make it happen. And, you know, I've learned a lot. There's a lot of stuff that we planted that looked good that hasn't come to fruition. And just, you know, it's, it's another chapter in my life of things that I've learned a ton about Mm -hmm. through, you you know, I'm kind of working on a blog right now and it'll probably be out, but it was talking about like, this is the second golden age of communication. It's never been this easy to learn from other people yeah. because like outside of this format, the likelihood of me ever meeting you and understanding, like, don't die in the chair, you know, the power of the spoken word, you know, staying positive while you're out on a run. I never would have gotten that. 
you know, like maybe somebody randomly I would have run, maybe I would have run into, you know, a different version of you on a trail race. Maybe not. Yeah. And you know, would I love this and would I have that positivity and you know, it probably wouldn't have happened. So it's just, it's, it's so amazing that we have this opportunity to be able to share wisdom. And, you know, I hope that I hope, you know, my, my goal in life is, man, I would love for one person to get, to get something out of what I've said and, and give them a tool and have them make huge changes in their life. And if I, if I impact one person, that's amazing. You know, that, that's, that's the goal. And I'm so thankful for this opportunity, but so much of who I am is, you know, you and some of your other Navy SEAL brothers who have podcasts and just books and just taking all of that stuff, you know, and getting in, this is free, man. It's free. It's there. It's so accessible and people want to tell you, and it's like, how many amazing mentors could you get in your life if you were lucky enough to just randomly find that person who was into the same thing that you were and exists in the same town neighborhood in time that you're there? I mean, it, it's impossible, but we have this digital format that's so amazing that can make changes in your life. And it's like so much of what I am today is because of that goal that, you know, four years ago when I said, Hey, I'm just going to, I'm going to use that time to make myself better in the car. Yep. Well, it's, I think it's, it's definitely, you know, that plays a part in it, Brian, but I think, you know, the, the biggest part, man, is yes, you were intentional about again, controlling and managing that input, but then you decided to take the initiative to put the, the stuff that you were taking in, to practice in real time and to, and, and you're, and you're taking the initiative to put yourself in environments where those things that you're learning, you have to use them and you have to build your faith in them. And that's all part of the process, man. And I'm like you, brother, I'm so thankful for the way that we're able to share with one another. Um, you'll never hear me bash social media because it's like, it's, it's all about how you use it. Yes. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah, social media can be terrible if you decide to go and look at terrible stuff and post terrible stuff and be a part of that. Um, but to me, it's, it's one of the most powerful tools on earth in a good way. Yeah. You know? so, yeah. Well, and I think it's just being, you know, like being an informed consumer of what you're getting. Cause you know what, this is, this is another thing. And I was thinking about this today. You, um, when you did the comms check about two plus two equals four, mm-hmm. there's so much stuff on, on, on Instagram, on Facebook, on just every social media platform where, you know, it's telling you, you know, buy this supplement for thirty nine ninety five, and you can eat all the pizza, beer and chicken wings you want and you'll lose weight. And, you know, something like that gets 10,000 likes on Instagram and I'm going like, Hey, you know, like, you know, like I'm, I'm going like, I'm trying to, you know, kind of maybe, you know, put some, some, some factual information out there and it gets 36 likes and, yeah. you know, and that's, you know, my own jealousy going, but it's like, 
that doesn't add up and kind of looking at that stuff and going like, wait a second. I don't think that that makes a lot of sense or, or just kind of, you know, doing some fact checking. Like there was something I saw scrolling Instagram for a few minutes and it talked about how soda in Europe had less calories in it than America. And I'm going like, "Mm, I don't know about that. So, you know, got on, looked at a couple different things. Sure enough, it was right. But, you know, I've done that as many, I've done that as many, many times and it's been, you know, a complete load of garbage. So it's like, it's there, but you just gotta, you know, slow down, look at what you're reading, you know, understand some, some basic facts sometimes and, and filter through what is good and, you know, what is, what is not so good. Yep. And it's, I think it's really important that exactly what you just said. And also when you're, when you're looking at the individual the, the human, the other human being that's flawed, just like you are, that um, is fallible. And, and, you know, you're, if you're looking to a person, another person for uh, whatever it may be, inspiration, um, you know, tools, guidance, whatever it may be, even if it's not on, on social media, even if it's just in your day-to-day life, whoever you're looking at whoever you're looking to, we all have mentors. We all we all have mentors. Whoever that mentor becomes in your life, do your fact checks on them too, because I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now, brother. There's a lot of people out that are putting out stuff that get a lot of likes. They have millions of follows, and I'm sitting here looking at this person, and I'm like, "What have you done? What what qualifies you?" To give advice, not and I don't give advice. All I do is share my experiences. That's yeah. all I do. And, but but people are giving advice, and you you're like, okay, so you have you have millions of dollars. That doesn't qualify you. How, hold on, how did you even how did you even accumulate all that wealth? Because that's not adding up either. Yeah. <laughs> I see what? it so much, man. And it freaking yeah. drives me crazy. Again, two plus two is not equaling four. So I just divert my attention. As soon as it starts to drive my drive me crazy, just divert my attention and yeah. forget about yeah. it. You know? See you later. Yeah. yeah. Man. And that's and, and and it's um I don't remember where I was gonna go with that. No worries, but, uh, man. No yeah. worries. It's just you know, and, and, and I'm not in, in, in my Instagram page too. Like I, I, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a dietitian. All of, you know, the, the advice or suggestions that I give, you know, it's not, we're not, um, I'm not trying to tell you to follow a ridiculously strict diet. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's just, Hey, these are the things that I've done over the last four years of my life that have had a big impact on 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 onto where I am at today and it's a lot of small little changes over a period of time that have added up yeah and you know how what we put in our body you know I feel I, I you know like I'm performing like I ran my fat I ran a, a 558 mile a day before I turned 37 you know I'll bet my fastest, my fastest mile time ever was probably like somewhere mid sixes when I was like 18 or 19 years old. Yeah. And, you know, and, and I did that from a period of, you know, when I was 
you know, 33, 34, I was probably right, probably run a nine minute, 10 minute mile at my fastest pace, but it's just slowly, 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 slowly chipping away at it every day. That's it, brother. That is it. Well, Brian, I want to uh, wrap it up here, man. And uh, I want to get for the listeners where they can find you and follow you and also uh, where they can find and follow subjects to change, man. So subjects, subjects to change is at subjects to change.com with the number two, you know, that's the blog. I, I probably write in there about once a week, you know, I've got some, uh, you know, and it's one of those things where sometimes inspiration strikes, you know, I got, um, I got a, um, a binder. So I start to write stuff down in there. So I don't kind of lose stuff, come back from a run, come back from an exercise, write stuff in there. You know, I've got about three or four things that are kind of kicking around in my head right now. So it might be kind of rapid fire with some stuff and then it might be, five or six, seven days before the next little nugget, you know, kind of, kind of drops and, and there's something new on there. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Brian underscore in underscore search. And then I kind of have a, an art page, which is subjects to change. And that is, um, um, Ricky Gates, you know, Ricky Gates, I do not. No, I do not. So I he's he's an ultra marathon runner. He um, ran across the country a um, year, year and a half ago. He's got a new book out. It's pretty awesome. But he also ran every single street in San Francisco, seven by seven square. It's like 1300 miles. Wow. So I, and it's like, it's crazy to think that. So I've been running and it's kind of gotten a little bit delayed because of COVID and staying, you know, closer to the house and running the neighborhood a lot more, but, you know, running Daytona beach, every single street in Daytona beach and taking cool pictures of the things that I've seen along the way. I saw that you were doing doing that. Yeah. Yeah. In kind of more of an artistic standpoint. And it's like, you know, I never really thought of myself as like a creative person or a photographer, but you know, it just kind of happened and, you know, like, it's so awesome. We've got cameras, you know, on ourselves all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of going like, you know, I'm not a photographer. Well, you know, if, if, if you think that you aren't photographer, you know, and you start looking and seeing things differently in the world and kind of changing your perspective. Cause you know, there's a lot of things that I wasn't six months ago, you know, that I am today yep. and, and all that kind of, you know, those, those two pages kind of, kind of link in between each other, but it's just kind of fun and different. And, you know, it's, it's an opportunity because think about, you know, how much of your town do you know? Like I lived in, I've lived in Daytona for eight years and I knew seven streets, mm-hmm. you know, and there's some cool stuff and there's like this, that, that page that's a wave wall that's on the, on the subjects to change page, that, that first picture. Yep. That that's like 250 yards from my house, and I'd never ever seen it before. Isn't that wild, dude? Until until I went running, and it's like that thing is so cool. But like, how much of your town haven't you seen? And you know, you like you, you start running, and then people are like, "Why is that guy running the same?" You know, like these people talk to you, and then it's an opportunity to like talk to people about what you're doing, and just completely random people. So I can't I can't suggest that enough to people i mean it's such a it's such a cool fun thing to do that is really cool man i really like the idea of that dude and um especially for people that are living in town and don't necessarily have access to trails right out their backyard and they want to have a really cool adventure and broaden their perspectives with what they have right there i mean yeah what an awesome mission man and yeah 
Brian, you're crushing it, man. I mean, with with everything that you're doing, all the content that you put out, it's it's really it's really professional, really fun. You're you're doing a great job, brother. I cannot encourage you any any more. Just keep doing what you're doing, man. Yeah. And uh, thank you so mm-hmm. much for taking the time to come on here, share with me, and share with our audience, with your audience. We're yeah. three seven project, man. Like we're we're all in this together, man. So. Um, you know, it's uh, it's been a really good conversation, man. I awesome, really man. enjoyed it. it. This this is um, this this is this has been so cool because you know, you know, st- randomly stumbling across you through a rich roll podcast, you know, at at, at ten thirty at night after a run, and just being so absorbed in what you were talking about, and then kind of coming full circle and and, and being here with you and just like you know, you and I have, like I said, you know, we've, we've, we've gone on a lot of car rides together and, you know, it's, it's so cool. And it, it just, you know, it motivates me even more to, you know, to, to continue to, you know, to put that out and just work to be, you know, the, even, you know, the best version of myself and hopefully, you know, you know, you've given me a lot of tools that have changed my life. And, you know, hopefully that's something that I can, you know, do for somebody else and just, you know, well, there's no hopefully to it, brother. You just, yeah. you just delivered right here today. So, uh, yeah, you, you can check that box for uh, mm-hmm. this episode, man. And, cool. uh, I can't wait to make my peanut butter tomorrow, brother. It'll be delicious. <laughs> Let me know. <laughs> All right. I may, I may make a little post about it, man. So, um all right brother well we'll wrap it up right here again thank you so much and uh, i'm sure we will be in touch this is the 307 podcast enough said